Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. How you doing? Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available for Monday the 26th of April 2021 with me. Daniel Ruiz Tyson, episode 322. Hope you're all healthy and doing what you need to be doing to keep yourself going. It's about 10.24 hours. A busy Monday morning for me. A productive one so far. Then I just got to get this show out uh, today before I head out just after midday. Um, A quiet weekend, but as usual, uh, out of a quiet life, I manage somehow to deliver a show each week, which is listened to by roughly 50 people. The transfer to ACAST now gives me these accurate stats. And uh, what can you do? Eight and a half years now this show has been going and it's still, I mean, these low downloads... They just, uh, they kill you. What can you do? You have to keep going. You have to hope that one day it all changes. Some issues in the build in the mailbox. My refusal to use the mailbox, if you remember, I think a couple of shows ago, I told you that I'd sealed off my new mailbox that had been put there by the housing team. You know, it's uh, pretty easy still to to thief any mail from these um, communal, well, these letterboxes that are placed outside the front door. And I think that, well, I'm pretty sure now my refusal to use it means that the postman is looking at this one sealed letterbox, ignoring the fact that the other seven are in use or should be in use. And he's just simply putting all the mail through the communal letterboxes. And I don't think the other residents, understandably, are going to be happy about that. And it's likely that at some point one of them is going to mention that it's happening because of my mailbox being sealed if they haven't already twigged. So I think I've got to be ready for that. Even the communal letterbox, you can slip your hand, I guess because I've got a slim hand, as has been pointed out a number of times over the last few years. I can get my hand in the communal letterbox and pull out the odd letter too. So it's far from ideal. It's just not deep enough, the communal letterbox. There was a a Sunday delivery, which was a bit of a pain, a courier delivery. This is the problem with ordering on a Friday. I think I, as soon as I placed the order on Friday, I thought, I bet it's going to come on Sunday and I'm not going to be able to have a cat nap. And that is exactly what happened. But uh, the item did turn up. I had to buy this thing called a cloud lifter in order to tackle the technical issues that I'm still continuing to have, particularly with the live show i think the big issue for me and it's a really strange one is that my mic which i paid a small fortune for last winter is just too powerful for the mixer i've got which is a mixer that has got a very good reputation so it's causing me enormous frustration it's leading to a lot of inconsistencies in the audio and a lot of post-production work and you know spending all the money that i spent on this equipment last winter the idea was not only 
that I would have a, a better show audio in terms of audio quality. And I, I, I do have that. I know that. But it's not perfect yet. And I want it to be as close to perfect as possible. But it's the fact that there is still so much work to do post-production. And, you know, I can't be putting all this time every week into audio. You know, it's just, it's it's not worth it. It's And it's just taken me away from the uh, more important work, the work that should be... Uh, a priority. I'm now waiting for a cable before I um before I attach that new equipment. I still even haven't uh, I still haven't started using the Zoom H8. Typical of me, I buy stuff expensive stuff. This is just historically. Every time I buy something expensive, I don't use it for months. It's almost like I feel guilty about spending that amount of money on something, and I don't look forward to learning how to use it. And you know, me and tech just don't go. Uh, it's it's. One, I think it requires a certain way of thinking that I just don't have. And two, I just find it boring. I find it boring. I, I, I know that I, I need to I need to tackle it. I need to nail it. And to be fair, I know an awful lot more than I did say a year ago. I've made so many big strides in audio and it's just the equipment. It looks nice and I value what it can do for the work, but in terms of really getting to know how to use it or how to troubleshoot problems, I find that really boring. I'm having to, right now I think I'm going to have to prioritise bleeding the radiator in the bathroom. I had to knock up the heat and today I've already been for a run this morning. I'll come to that in a moment. And it's clear that the radiator needs to be bled. I've watched videos, I've made notes, um on what needs to be done. I have a fair idea, although it's been about two or three weeks since I made the notes. I'll need to watch the video again. This is what happens with me. I will watch videos, but then I'll never tackle the problem immediately after watching the videos. I'll cross it off on my list. Okay, I've watched that video, but have you actually done what the video is advising you to do? No, I haven't. So two, three weeks later, I'll have to go back, waste more time watching the video again and refresh my notes and I've got these notes my concern is that there could be a knock-on effect with a radiator that might lead to boiler issues that is made clear in this video and um, also they're old radiators so I'm not sure that I'll be able to do everything that is suggested in this eight or nine minute video but look it's April I knocked the heating up I came back from my run an hour later so the heating had been on for about 45 minutes to an hour and it was still cold in there. And you're just thinking, okay, six months from now, what, if I'm still here, am I going to spend another cold winter shower in that bathroom, which is even colder now that they've put in a couple of uh, a couple of windows rather than the single window that was there? There is something to be said for the ensuite bathroom. I do, I do miss the ensuite bathroom. I used to moan about them when I had them, but uh, the fact is they're far, far warmer than the bathroom with the windows. If you don't have a good heating system in your flat and you have a window in your bathroom, you're going to be in trouble. Uh, trying to get a mic stand as well, a desk top stand for this mic, the swivel arm. Not quite doing it for me. I think you're meant to have uh, my co-host, uh, trial you want co-host Clay Lowe told me you should have a fist between yourself and the mic, which I've got, a, you know, I've got that today, me and my slim hand and fist. There is a fist between my mouth and my mic, but often I'm getting really close to the mic like this because I can't 
get the swivel arm to go as far back as I need it to. It's just about a, an inch or two short. This is a very, very wide desk, which I have still somehow managed to clutter since the windows got done. On the windows, uh, the residents fired off, uh, fired off even another email to uh, David Brent, the building manager, and all the housing association people who are quite frankly useless. And I'm just at the stage where I'm worried about even opening the windows. It took me about 20 minutes to close the front room window last week. The sash, the top half of the sash window slides down. The draft brush is missing. The draft brush on the kitchen window has come off as well. And I think I told you last week about the gap under the windowsill. And, you know, all these things can be fixed if your building management are better than the ones here. And also, you don't really want builders back in, not in a a pandemic. We are still in the midst of a pandemic, so it's a bit of a problem. I've got BT coming round tomorrow morning because the uh, live streaming issues are still a problem. Still a problem on a Friday night. Any technical issues with that show tend to be at uh, my end. Today I've had to, you might think I sound different. This is without the cloud lifter because I can't attach that yet because I haven't got the cables yet for that. I've ordered them, but they haven't arrived yet. But the problem with the live streaming continues to be a problem. Repetition, sorry. Early start. Um, I got sent some mini connectors, which I had to pay for by BT, and they're just not doing it. I've, I've attached them and two consecutive Friday nights now, the live streamers just stopped working basically, with those mini connectors, which are meant to improve things. So BT is sending an engineer around tomorrow morning for free. And what I'll need to do is I'm going to get the dust sheets out again. And I'm just going to say to them, look, there's building work going on because I only need to do the hallway in the front room. And that should be enough. But the problem with the dust sheets is, of course, a lot of the dust sheets, I mean, I couldn't get rid of them because it would cost probably 30 or 40 pounds to replace them. But of course, a lot of the dust sheets are still full of the dust from the work carried out in December when we were in peak pandemic mode here in the UK. So I'm essentially bringing those dust sheets out again. I'll try and use the cleanest ones. I keep thinking that might be a, uh, might be an idea for me to take the dust sheets out, you know, outside the building and give them a good shake but it might just attract too much attention. Then I'd have to sweep up all the wood chippings. It's just, it's going to be a curious spectacle. Also need to watch a YouTube video to tackle the booth on. I bought some hair thinning scissors. They had a fairly decent review. The normal hairdressing scissors in Superdrugs, they had a terrible review and I just thought, don't make another mistake. There are no bargains uh, when it comes to hairdressing scissors get some good clippers get some good scissors i've got some hairdressing scissors they may not be brilliant but i think i'll be able to get away with them but it's hair thinning scissors i've never used them before so i have no idea how you're meant to use them and i'll need to watch uh, a video and uh, i'll need to tackle this bouffant uh, sooner rather than later i bought them on my way back from uh, the super drug when i was coming back from the cemetery i think it was last um I think it was Thursday. I can't remember now. I think it was Thursday afternoon. It was a pretty decent day weather-wise. There were a few drinkers in the cemetery. I think it is a place where people during the pandemic have just been going and trying to switch off. And it is quite 
serene. The back of the cemetery visually isn't as nice as the front of the cemetery. There's a huge ugly wall where um, where my mum is. But you go there and there are so many trees and you know you've got these old gravestones 19th century gravestones and you you know the inscriptions i always find them fascinating you know looking at uh, all these old names and these these dates on there and you know seeing all these victorians that are still still there you know some of the graves are not in a great state but anyway i always feel a bit awkward you know, my mum's in a quiet spot and more often than not, there aren't any other people there. But there was on, um, I've forgotten when I said I went, Thursday, I think, there was a guy sat on this memorial bench drinking and I thought, you know, I hadn't been for a while and it needed a good clean. So it wasn't going to be a rush job, but uh, thankfully he moved off and sat elsewhere and I was just able to give the gravestone, a fairly decent clean. Some of the uh, pots had smashed as well. I'd bought some flowers, but someone's taken a vase. You know, that does often happen. Flowers are taken, vases go missing. So um, I've said to my aunt, we'll need to take some pots and a vase for the flowers. I don't think the flowers will last uh, too long that I bought simply because I had to place them in a half smashed pot so that water will have gone by now but um you know just wanted to uh, wanted to take some flowers and i had about 30 minutes there gave it a good clean and then on my way home that's when i bought the hair thinning scissors friday evening i had a decent run just over 8k in about 40 minutes and it struck me that it was a very slow time and again it goes back to Things like tech, things that involve numbers, things that involve science, as uh, Clay Lowe said to me, when it comes to nailing the audio quality for a show, it's about art and science as a combination of, of the two. And the science side of things is something that I'm always going to struggle with. And I looked at my pace and it really did strike me as very slow, although to have done over 8K in about 40 minutes, I think that's pretty decent. But I was just looking at the pace thinking, well, how can that be even slower than normal? So this was a slow run. I didn't quite understand it. It was decent weather. I was in my shorts, just a couple of tops. So there was no discomfort. I wasn't feeling weighed down by excessive layers. I had my baseball cap on, which is never an easy fit. There's the fire alarm test. At least it's uh, not a police siren. And so that was a fairly decent time. Certainly my best since... uh, recovering in inverted commas from the uh, virus leg bites though I, I had a killer one over the weekend on the left shin it feels a bit better this morning I was using some expired insect bite cream I'm going to try and get some more today because I remember this happening last summer a lot and this thing was just really irritating me I was just throwing every kind of cream at it and it just wasn't quelling the 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 discomfort, the itching that was arising from this uh, from this bite. And then I was just putting, I think at one point I just put a bag of uh, frozen beans on it, frozen green beans, just to alleviate that discomfort, which worked. 
And uh, then this morning, I was tempted to go out yesterday and I thought, no, because Friday was a fairly big run by my recent standards. So try and rest as much as possible. This morning I went out and I'm a little disappointed because it was a 5K and the intention was to try and match the 8K, but it was cold. And that is my excuse. I don't do well in the cold and I don't do well in the heat. If it's, you know, something like Friday evening where it's just a nice evening, then I'm okay. But I was really uncomfortable today. I didn't have a hat. I had, I think, five tops on, but I was still cold. I didn't have gloves. I had my long johns on. I was double socked. But um, yeah, I wasn't really enjoying it. Uh, I'm not going to beat myself up. At least I got out there. I, I, I do think that, I mean, it was a bit of a... I can run, I'm used to running in the mornings, but if it's before 0900 hours as it was today, I tend to still be half asleep. I said that a few weeks back, which is why I stopped doing the Saturday morning runs. But um, yeah, nothing to complain about. I got out there, I did it, and uh, from a mental health point of view, it's just important to to stay active, and that hopefully will do me well for the rest of... uh, well, for the rest of the day and hopefully tomorrow as well, that uh, positive feeling I get from the running, from the post run, hopefully that will carry over. Certainly did at the weekend, set me up for a nice uh, sloth Saturday. It was a quiet weekend as usual, lots of reading at the weekend, especially yesterday. A lot of it, unfortunately, for the football show. There, you know, I just do too much in my life that I simply don't enjoy doing. That is one of those things. There was. Um, Yesterday morning, five ambulances next door at the halfway house. And uh, this lot have been stuck there, this intake of whatever they are. I mean, some of them are just seriously damaged individuals. This current lot have been fairly quiet by usual standards. I mean, when I first came here, there were two or three absolute head cases in there, you know. Lots of knife issues in the first eight, nine months that I was here. You know, the police were constant visitors next door. Um, This lot have been stuck there for longer because of the pandemic. I'm not sure if the halfway house is working as it's intended to work when you consider that some of the latest intake are always out there, right outside the building, smoking dope. I'm not really sure that is how a halfway house is meant to work. That might just uh, be me, but I don't know what happened yesterday. I'm sure I'll hear at some point, but five ambulances, I mean, that is a lot. That looked serious. And it also brought back some uncomfortable flashbacks of my old neighbor last year, whenever he, uh, last summer, when every few weeks an ambulance would be back for her. And um, yeah, that was, um, that was. That was difficult seeing that, but I know that she is, I think, in a care home now and she's had the virus. Hopefully she's come through it and uh, hopefully she's getting the care she should have been getting for a couple of years before all of this happened. A couple of library visits last week. There was Pimlico earlier earlier in the week. I think that was Tuesday, last Tuesday. I had to walk to Nine Elms after going to Pimlico Library. It's not one of my favourite libraries And uh, I then had to walk to Nine Elms over Vauxhall Bridge simply because uh, school kids were out too early. Or they were out early. I think a lot of schools have the same idea now. And uh, I was watching them piling onto the various buses on Vauxhall Bridge Road heading south. And I just thought there's no way I'm boarding any of those. 
buses. There is still plenty of construction work going on in the area. I think it must be the there's a big excavation on the Thames foreshore on uh, Vauxhall Bridge, and I'm assuming that's work for the underground extension because it's really deep and they're below uh, the water level. And that's fascinating. I think that's the first time I've seen that. And I was watching these guys working down there and I was thinking, I wonder what the air down there is like. And because of all the construction work still going on in the area and the amount of um, buildings that have scaffolding on them and they're blocked off by boarding, you have to now observe these social distancing traffic light systems that are part of these construction sites and that was tricky for me that was uh, i've not encountered that uh, too often the instructions were fairly clear but i think after the first couple of lights i pretty much a, a clear run at getting out from that spade of construction work and then just you know i think i was about three four hundred meters away after that from the uh, nine elms monster and i went there and did some shopping. I'll give you the nectar points later on in the show. Reading at the moment, this I had to get on the Kindle. It was just too expensive in paperback form. Really good book, The Night Crossing by Robert Marcello. It's an alternate history mixing history with the supernatural and historical figures with fictional characters. A bit like the uh, Penny Dreadful drama series, and I read a lot of that stuff. I do enjoy it. And the blurb for this book is Bram Stoker kept a secret. Sorry, I'll say that again. Bram Stoker kept secret a tale even more terrifying than. And of course, it says the name of that character whose name I cannot speak. I'll just call him the Count. And the blurb for the book, I'm about um, 60% of the way through it. Well, you know, that is a fair estimation because obviously I'm reading it on the Kindle. It begins among the Carpathian peaks when an intrepid explorer discovers a mysterious golden box. She brings it back with her to the foggy streets of Victorian London, unaware of its dangerous power or that an evil beyond imagining has already taken root in the city. Stoker, a successful theatre manager, which he was, uh, but frustrated writer, is drawn into a deadly web spun by the wealthy founders of a mission house for the poor. Far from a safe haven, the mission harbours a dark and terrible find secret apologies there if you heard the mic uh, banging i was just trying to move this swivel arm closer to my mouth so i'm not stooping into it but uh, the mic is so heavy the swivel arm just cannot uh maintain a decent height uh continue continuing with the blurb to save the souls of thousands stoker aided by the explorer and a match girl grieving the loss of her child must pursue an enemy as ancient as the saharan sands where it originated their journey will take them through the city's overgrown graveyards and rat infested tunnels and even onto the maiden voyage of the world's first unsinkable ship i'm really enjoying it it's um I do like these alternate histories. There was one that I got last year, and I might have mentioned it on an episode back in 2020. It's a Sherlock Holmes pastiche novel, A Betrayal in Blood, Mark A. Latham. And the premise is, what if the Count hadn't been a blood-drinking vampire? And I really enjoyed that. And... Let me just find the blurb for that. It is, here it is. It is 1894 and the news of a Transylvanian nobleman's death at the hands of a certain Professor Van Helsing is the talk of London. 
Unsatisfied at the acquittal of the professor, Mycroft Holmes asks Sherlock to investigate what truly led to the deaths of Lucy Westenra and the mysterious aristocrat. The neighbours are full of inconsistencies and wild supernatural theories, and as Holmes digs deeper, he suspects that those hailed as heroes are not what they seem. The clues point to an innocent man framed and murdered for crimes he did not commit, and Holmes and Watson find themselves targeted at every turn, as what began as a quest to clear one man's name reveals a conspiracy that draws them to the mountains of Transylvania and the infamous Count. And yes, inconsistent pronunciation there of Holmes from myself a couple of times. I really enjoyed that. And um, very clever the way that was written, that the Count was set up, that he was actually an innocent man. He wasn't a blood-drinking vampire. That was uh, pretty... Good. Okay, so yeah, I've covered that. Those uh, the mic stand that I need to get that's still out of stock. I must have refreshed that Amazon page, God knows how many times. Renewed the website last week, so that's done. That's a weight off my mind. Pandemic misses. I let me just see if there's anything on Twitter for this. I put a last call out, and of course uh, there isn't. Did get a couple of uh, contributions. I asked last week, "What have you missed in the pandemic?" Sorry, what have you missed in the pandemic that actually has surprised you that you've missed it? And I mentioned uh, it was urinals for me. I think Nick MB who bailed out the feature last week. I think his was MS sandwiches. If I remember rightly, uh, Deepest Dub tweeted, in all honesty, there's not really much I've missed at all. I think I was always made for lockdown, but I just never knew it. I think that's a concern for many of us. You want the world to go back to normal, but do you want your life to go back to normal? Can you just go back to how things were before the lockdown, even if it's possible? Do you want to? I'm not sure I do. I'm not sure I do. I think some of us may have just, despite the discomfort, become comfortable in this disconnection from society. And it is the idea that we've now got to go back to the way things were or to to try and go back to the way things were. It's a bit disconcerting. Uh, Second tweet, this on the uh, pandemic misses. This is from the vanishing man of the Kent Surrey borders. Hi, Daniel. The most unusual thing that I miss during this lockdown is seeing the local character who used to shout various 70s and 80s game show phrases to passing cyclists. I've heard that he is okay, but unfortunately has been de- uh, unfortunately has been displaced by the pandemic. Not going to have time to edit all this stuff out. A bit of an erratic performance from me. This morning, I apologise. Let's just assume this is a live radio show and uh, hopefully that approach uh, will work. Do get your I miss hashtag tweets in over the coming weeks and maybe this uh, feature will be a slow grower. You're listening to Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available episode 322. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at 1607 facebook.com forward slash DRT available. Find all the work at danielruiztyson.com. There are PayPal and coffee.com links on the site if you want to make a one-off donation and uh, donors will get the latest 
uh, Patreon episode we transferred to them. Most importantly, the best way to support this work is via the Patreon page. Sign up at patreon.com forward slash DRT available. As always, I do appreciate the ongoing support from patrons. Uh, Tomorrow, Tuesday, the 27th of April marks 400 days since the first late UK lockdown, 400 days of isolating alone, two birthdays, three COVID tests, one positive, one jab, approximately 450 games of Star Wars football, possibly, and I estimate, uh, based on my monthly intake, there's up to 4,000 glasses of instant coffee, one jab, one meltdown, three pill swaps, six lockdown self-haircuts, and very few writing projects in the last six months. One rodent. And uh, 103 Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available lockdown era episodes. It's hard to pick out the highlights from these uh, 400 days. And, uh, you know, if you're in the same lockdown boat, if you're on your own, I dedicate this show to you because it's not an easy time for anybody And even if, like me, you were a solitary creature anyway, it's got tougher, definitely, the last six months. And uh, I just dedicate this show to any of you who might have had to get through the last 400 days on your own. So, in... um, Let me just uh, check. I've got all my receipts and paperwork here. In Breakfast News, it's now 49 appearances in 58 days for toast. I cracked open a fresh new loaf this morning at around 07.15 hours, a couple of, uh, well, less than a couple of hours before the run. I had toyed with uh, another appearance for crackers, which I think my maths is bad. I think that might have made it nine or ten appearances for crackers. I thought they might be easier to run on but I still uh, went with a toast and uh, I was fine that's not the reason I only did uh, 5k I think it was the cold I think that was behind uh, the 5k and also just the inconsistency I do have a habit of following up a a good run with um, an underwhelming run a nectar points update Uh, just before I give you that I'm currently having three different instant coffees I've got the go-to decaf which is really pricey unless I go to Tesco's in um, on Acre Lane in Brixton, where if I use the club card, I can then get the £6 uh, jar of decaf. I can get it for £4, but it's a bit of a walk there. I've got its... Um, I've got its predecessor, the caffeine. I haven't been drinking much caffeine the last couple of months. And, you know, now that I've gotten used to the decaf, you realize how much stronger caffeinated coffee is. And uh, I just felt it was the right thing to do, given how much coffee I drink. And um, I'm having to have a bit more of the caffeinated coffee now just to keep coffee costs down as I say because the decaf is quite expensive I'm also having a Sainsbury's own decaf blue lid small jars it's not great it tastes cheap but I'm getting accustomed to it and it's doable I think it's one of those things writers certainly this one do from time to time in order to finance the writing life you you take your favorite product you look at which is the worst version of it on the market and you buy that version and you do your utmost to get used to drinking or eating that 
particular version of your favorite product the idea is you have to brutalize your taste buds it's not always easy it can be done i've struggled to do it in the past with coffee i remember i had an attempt in 2013 with some little budget coffee that i wrote about at the time and that was just disgusting so i couldn't do that this sainsbury's own decaf is not as bad as that and i think i'll be able to get used to it i think the problem is i'm still drinking these other better coffees at the same time so my taste buds are getting confused. I'd be saving probably up to £12 a month if I can pull this off, but uh, it won't be easy. It reminds me of the early days of this show, early spring of 2013, having moved to the second of three flats in that first year of this show. I'm talking 2012 to 2013. And... Um, I successfully adapted to the Iceland Chinese takeaways, which were not easy initially. Initially, they tasted absolutely rank, but by May of 2013, I was hooked on them. I was actually going, before heading to the cafe, before heading to the man's, I was actually heading to Iceland in Brixton, which would open early, and I'd be buying the takeaways, and uh, they'd be in my bag for about 12 hours, and then I'd have them when I got in and then I I moved somewhere else after that where I was a lodger my first experience of being a lodger with um, you know under the roof of a a stranger and uh, I just thought uh, looking at the house and you know obviously it was a nice house I I thought I don't think this landlord is going to be too impressed with the smell from this Iceland takeaway so I'm just going to have to walk away from it and that's what I did and I'm um, going to give you my nectar points now as I try and I've got all nostalgic there okay so last week um, had to buy some clippers if you remember I um, had this bizarre shave about three months ago or maybe around Christmas time where I was using my electric clippers cordless thankfully otherwise I wouldn't be here And for some reason, I think it was when I was having the meltdown after um, I did that thing that you do with a wet shave, I ran the clippers under the tap. And of course, it hasn't worked properly since then. That was just, it was such a, they were really good clippers. I've got a few, but they were my favorite clippers. And so I've had to buy some clippers, thankfully with some, um, with a birthday voucher I got, so it didn't actually involve me having to pay anything. And I also bought some hauls, which I'm trying to justify now by saying, well, by 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 noting, I don't think I'm imagining it. I'm noticing that when I have the hauls at night, when I lie down, I start to get bunged up because of the tinnitus issue and the tinnitus and the nose, they're all connected. They're all part of the same problem. And by having a Hall's sugar-free lozenge, it does clear my nasal passages. And I think I'm able to justify the 60p outlay on these Hall's. But there's also a part of me that just simply likes sucking on them. They taste really nice. And uh, I'm just hoping that having cough sweets when you don't have a cough isn't something that can cause some sort of issue. Bought some... um, Head and shoulders conditioner, uh, bought a, a four-pound T-shirt, bag for life, some yogurt, and uh, yeah, just used up the entire gift card 
previous points on balance 225 earned 40 points last week spectacular new points balance 265 worth one pound 32 i'm going to go to my i had to log into my nectar account online because i think there was a further oh, i've lost it um but luckily i noted it earlier i think there were another three nectar points accrued in brixton sainsbury's at some point i can't remember what i bought there so that takes me to 268 points so i think i'm a i'm on about one pound 33 with my um nectar points that's not too bad uh not much star wars football to bring you um I think it's actually just a couple of FA Cup semi-finals over the last week. I've been that busy. First of all, Hoth had to play Aud Montel and nil-nil at half-time. Hoth skipper Lando missed a penalty, but Hoth ran right in the second half. Another 5-0 win for, for Hoth. Another clean sheet for the uh, meanest defence in Star Wars football this season. And uh, Akbar got a goal. Darth Maul got a goal from the penalty spot. Lando had missed a penalty. He got a goal as well. I'm trying to see where the other goals were. Oh, Darth Maul got two goals. There might have been an own goal as well. Ord Montel, second division. Ord Montel, first uh, second division team to make cup semi-finals of a domestic competition but it had been pointed out that in neither competition this season have they well actually every time they faced a top flight club they've uh, lost badly in the other semi-final x-wing missed a penalty uh, early in the second half it was uh, saved by a major in the Tatooine goal Tatooine ran out 2-0 winners a goal from Zuckers, who specialises in the near post goal. No matter how good the keeper is, he, he just he, he kills them with that effort on the um, on the right flank, kicking towards the uh, kicking towards the mousetrap. And the second one was a penalty from R two D two. So it's a Hoth versus Tatooine final. Both of those sides can do the double. So that's going to be very interesting. Now the probably the big news of this year. I went to the cafe on Friday, my 13-month exile from the cafe I've been going to for 20 years in South Lambeth was finally over. I'd gone to my aunt and uncle's on Friday morning. I had to take it to the fishmongers, which is next to the cafe, and that would have involved, you know, that would involve my closest proximity to the cafe in the last 13 months. And my aunt had suggested when I saw her last Monday that we could try having a coffee when we went to the fishmongers. Now, normally when I get there, my aunt and I will have a, a coffee. This is at my aunt's I'm talking about. But my uncle will only have coffee at certain times. If he deviates from those times, my aunt will grill him because it's a big deal. He's very routine-like with his hot drinks, and my aunt knows his times that he has coffees. And uh, she'll grill him as if she suspects him of having an affair and I got there and, uh, you know, normally before I unmask, I wash my hands and my aunt passes me some heavy duty um, tissue with which to dry my hands, some heavy duty kitchen towel that she's bought that's really good for the hand drying. And uh, then I'll hug my aunt once I'm, you know, remove the mask and once I've cleaned uh, my hands. She was on my uncle's case already. Leave the magazines. She said to him, my uncle put down the Spanish celebrity gossip mags that he loves and uh, instead he turned on his radio, Kiss FM. Terrible reception. He wasn't using the aerial. So uh, the noise was almost unbearable. 
He then decided he would have a coffee after all, and he refilled the kettle as my aunt and I downed our coffees. We asked if you wanted a coffee. My aunt said to him, I'm having a coffee now, retorted my uncle, rapidly losing patience with my aunt. My aunt wasn't happy. I took her into South Lambeth Road. Uh, My uncle, clearly looking forward to a nap, requested that I didn't bring her back too early. My aunt and I had to get a northbound 88 from Stockwell for the short journey to the cafe as my aunt determined she wasn't up for the walk at that point. We had to wait a while for the 88 just before the bus stop. And bear in mind, it was a fairly warm Friday morning, albeit with a, uh, an at times breeze that was fresh enough to make you question whether you had enough layers on, three in my case. As we made our way to the bus stop, we passed what has to be the hygiene fail, not only of this week, but of the year and possibly of the decade. I think if I'm still alive, if I'm still alive in 2030 and I'm collating a list of my top hygiene fails of the decade, I think this one will be there. It's an early contender. It was 11, 15 hours. There was a topless guy barefoot in some grey denim sunbathing underneath a small tree, lying down, eating from a plastic box of salad tomatoes and drinking a can of Kestrel Super. Behind his left shoulder, just inches away, he had a dried dog stool. The image will haunt me forever, and I don't say this lightly, really, but I would rather experience COVID again than lie down in that spot. It was a, a horrendous visual to the cafe now you have to sit outdoors so i don't know when i'll ever be able to sit at the toilet table again and uh, very smoky out there a throwback in that respect to uh, 2007 that time before the uh, smoking ban kicked in which has probably shortened my life the amount of uh, cigarette smoke i had to inhale in those first six seven years in the cafe winter there will be tough if you're still not allowed to go inside. Although, to be fair, the cafe is always cold anyway because it's um, it's got those foldable doors, it's got tiled floors, it's got a damp issue in there. It's always been cold in there in winter. So, you know, you're not much warmer indoors when you go to the cafe. But winter will be tough. And even, you know, a day like today, coffees are going to get cold out there. You know, you, you, you might have to contend with wet weather or, you know, a windy day will hinder any possible working from there the i just think the cafe awning is unlikely to do much to protect you from the elements there we got there you have to queue up we were waiting for a while we were told one guy was finishing up but after paying he was only just starting up on another glass of beer and uh, he was determined to drag it out the late owner's son had put on a lot of weight he's uh taken on his um dad's late in life George Best look-alike body shape so I was quite uh, taken by that because he's always been pretty slim I'm guessing there was not much exercise going on during the uh, pandemic and uh, they were very busy the tables weren't hugely distanced and uh, there were people piling onto tables big groups this is remember midday so it was lunchtime basically it was nice to see phil collins obviously i knew that she was still alive i'd seen her in uh, little a few weeks ago um her hair coloring obviously she hasn't colored her hair 
for a while now, so it's got a bit vampire-like, you know, some malon streaks on the temples. Looks very good, though, and uh, we spoke, and she was um, happy to see me. I think genuinely happy to see me. I think this is it's like a roll call of who's still alive here, and now the cafe know that I'm still, al- I'm still alive, and uh, they know they can't rely on me for tips. I've always been a bit tight when it comes to that, although, you know, with the ex in the last few years, that definitely changed, and I kept it up afterwards because... If and when they started thinking, well, he's now on his own, I didn't want the tip in to suddenly stop because then they might have said, um, understandably, they might have said, well, I think it was, uh, I think the tipping was her. We know what this guy's like. You know, 13, 14 years of barely tipping. We we always suspected it was the, uh, it was the ex. Um, Phil Collins, so Phil Collins was there. She's, she's still around. I didn't see the little temperamental waiter, the inked up waiter. He wasn't there. The beard, the affable waiter, he was there, chatted to him too. He was um, graying as well. So I think, I think it's taken a toll on everyone. This a physical toll, and it's understandable. That first latte, latte. What's going on with it? urinal? Urinal. That first latte. Had I been going there daily as I had for the previous nineteen years, pretty much, I'd have thought this isn't a brilliant coffee. But as it was the first in thirteen months, it was the equivalent of having a beer for me. And you know, maybe you know these guys, the waiters haven't been making lattes for some time now, so it's going to maybe take them a while to to find some latte form. They didn't have any croissants. Uh, I was a bit peckish. I'd had an early start on a Friday, so I just ordered a couple of custard uh, tarts for my aunt and I and a Spanish Khan who left the case in as usual, which I always feel very self-conscious about. And um, I think I might... That was a hard swallow there, wasn't it? I might have had it if it wasn't a pandemic just to save the embarrassment of the waiters finding it and just realizing that all she does is eat the custard. But, you know, my aunt as well, I keep telling her, we go in a lift, she'll touch everything in the lift. She then starts rubbing her eyes and I have to give her some hand gel and, you know, berate her on, on, the, on the eye rubbing, as I had to do a few times on Friday. So there was no way I was going to be eating that um, custard tart casing. We could have stayed for another coffee, but there was still a big queue. As I say, it was lunchtime. I still had to get home, run some tests with um, Clay as we tried to nail the technical issues I'm having live. But look, it was it was nice to be there. It was nice just to have 30 minutes there and... Um, we were originally seated on a four-seater table sorry on two tables yeah four seater and then uh, the late owner's son came over and moved the other table and two guys came and sat not within a it was within less than a meter of us and you just thought I was pretty calm I wasn't panicking I was thinking well look we knew the situation coming here we know we're taking a risk we're all taking risks once we start trying to get back to normal just get on with it try and enjoy the moment whatever happens happens using the loo is a concern for sure if i'm there for sure what am i harry redknapp using the loo it is a worry if i'm there say as i intend to be this afternoon if i'm going to be writing and you know i'm going for two lattes as a minimum 
order, you know, bladder control might become a factor. You can't use the lose there as far as I can see. I've not used any public WC in over 30 months now, so I'm not sure how that's going to work. I'm a bit uh, concerned about that. You know, going to have to master the bladder. A challenge for any middle-aged man, especially if it's cold. Um, what I'm going to do today... Actually, I should say, I've got to take out some cash as well later today. I've almost forgotten how to do that. Is that the same for you? You know, I'm really, this is the first time I've been regularly doing the, uh, I've forgotten what it's called because I've not used it enough. Contactless, that's it. I was never a contactless guy, but obviously the pandemic has changed that, particularly the last uh, few months. So taking out cash is a, is, is a big deal and I've got to take out some cash today. Um, you know, I'm just not, if you can't be indoors and you can't see indoors in the cafe and you can't see where the waiters are going with your card, I'm a bit uncomfortable about that. So I'm going to use cash to pay for the coffees. I'm assuming the coffees, I can't even remember what they were. I think they might've been about three pounds 30. I suspect they'll have gone up quite a bit. We could be looking at close to the four pound era of coffees, you know, that's going to be, uh, why are we going there? too frequently but it'll just do me good to get out i think and what i'm going to do today if i manage to get a table in the cafe today i'll stick a mini sode episode later on patreon and that that is if i get into the cafe this afternoon so patrons do look out for that episode three two three possibly later today and that is it that is the end of today's show if you've enjoyed the show and have yet to do so do please rate review and subscribe on apple podcasts it is the way for other people to find the show get those shoulders back keep on walking towards the sun keep washing those hands i'm daniel ruiz tyson and this start of the week i have been available 